You are now listening to a Fit Plus Love production. Life is a wondrous journey and there's a lot of unknown. And if you kind of walk into the unknown with open heart, open mind, open arms, it can be, you know, the unknown can present itself to to be a, 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 a magical place. And sure, sometimes the unknown can come with with protagonists and antagonists, and, the, and there can be some dark periods. But for the most part, I feel like you know, we, we the, the 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 world as a whole can be a beautiful place, and that's the way that you want to at least have a mindset to think with and lead with positivity. That was Manish Goyal. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, welcome, and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Today on the podcast, I'm seeking up with serial entrepreneur Manish Goyal, founder and CEO of hospitality company Pineapple Co., founder and partner of Sona Restaurant and Sona Home with Priyanka Chopra Jonas and part of the dynamic team to resurrect the iconic Temple Bar in New York City alongside David Rabin, who is also part of the Sona Restaurant team. Manish and I are talking about the inspiration behind Sona and Sona Home from its ideation to the restaurant's unique and modern Indian cuisine, the beautiful design, the art collection throughout the restaurant, and Sona Home's tabletop accessories and home products. We also chat about how he is feeling being a new dad later in life, the adoption process he and his husband went through, and his overall approach to parenthood. Manish sheds light on his partnership with Priyanka, where it began, how she is an incredible visionary and entrepreneur, and their hands-on approach to creating Sona and Sona Home. As a serial entrepreneur with several companies developed and sold in his portfolio, Manish offers entrepreneurial insight and advice, key learnings he has gotten along the way. And he certainly knows a lot about creativity and business. His portfolio that he started back in 2003 includes MKG, which is an experiential event marketing company where he worked with super high profile clients like Google, Target, Delta, which was acquired in 2019. He also has a company called Live in the Gray, which is a company culture consultancy, Pink Sparrow Service, a design and fabrication shop, and 214, a brand strategy and design agency. Of course, I get the inside scoop on Manisha's fitness routine and the workouts that are fueling him for success. If you are planning a trip to New York City or you live here, I highly recommend heading over to Sona. Before we dive in, shout out to my partners at Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is the ultra personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood, DNA, and lifestyle to help you optimize your body from the inside out. It transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science backed nutrition recommendations you need to optimize your health. 
Get 20% off today at insidetracker.com slash Marnie on the move. Now on to my conversation with Manish. It's so awesome, Manish, to have you on the podcast today. I am so psyched to catch up with you. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you for inviting me on. And yeah, there's no place I'd rather be. I'm really excited. That's so sweet. You've been super busy this past, since you opened in the past year and a half, yeah. right? It's been, when did you? Yeah. Yeah. We opened officially at the very end of March of 2021. And we, of course, were meant to be open in 2020 um, when we all were at home. Yeah. But it was a, it, it's been a whirlwind, certainly opening a restaurant. When we opened, we could only have 30% occupancy and we had the dividers up between tables and nobody could sit at the bar. And, you know, it was still a very different time. But yeah, for me, regardless of, of what it looked like, it, I still did uh, fulfilled my dream, which my dream was to open this restaurant and open. I've always said I didn't want to open any restaurant. I wanted to open this restaurant. I wanted to open an Indian restaurant that was as I wanted to do to Indian food what Nobu did to Japanese food. I wanted to make it cool and aspirational. And, and, and the doors opened at the end of March. And since then, it's been a complete whirlwind in the best way. And here we are, you know, just shy of two years later, still standing strong and, and really understanding that being in the restaurant business and being in hospitality is a, is a full body experience, but I'm loving, <laughs> I love loving it. it. So yeah, yeah so tell it, me it, a little it. bit about Sona, about the cuisine and about the inspiration behind why you opened this restaurant. And by the way, for my listeners, I absolutely 100% loved this restaurant, went with some friends with my, of mine that are also Indian. So I have absolutely no idea what I ordered, but I think we ordered everything on the menu and it was awesome. Yeah. So tell me no, about your, perfect. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so here's the thing is that I was born and raised in Dallas, Texas, the son of immigrants. My parents came here in the sixties and ultimately settled in Dallas, Texas, where I was born. And you know, for a lot of people growing up, you, you're trying to find your place in your family, in your school, in your town. And and I certainly had the added um, layer of just trying to say, like, OK, how do I fit in? Because I I really had a, a bit of two different lives. I would on the weekends, I would meet with the Indian community, which my parents had kind of amassed and, and gotten to be a part of in, in, in Dallas in the 70s and 80s. And during the school week work I mean, during the weekdays I would go to school and I would in some ways be a different person so you're kind of code shifting and what I always dreamt about is like what if I could just be one person all the time and and I moved to New York in 1999 and I found my home here and I love it here and this was always in the back of my head that I want to open a New York restaurant that happens to be Indian you know just a place yeah. that is is fun and buzzy and cool. And then, of course, I partnered with perhaps the best partners you could ever imagine. Oh, yeah. When, David Rabin. Yeah, <laughs> David Rabin. I got David Rabin and Priyanka Chopra Jonas. Oh, yes, of course, and Priyanka. So, yes, yes. So, yeah. So then, you know, David, who is a, a legend in the, in, the, in the hospitality game in New York, and then Priyanka Chopra Jonas, who, of course, is not only uh, globally known and recognized, but I think more importantly, is a trailblazer has has broken boundaries and has said that I sure I might be Indian, but I'm also global and I'm proud to be Indian. But I want to let everyone know around the world about my culture, my 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 customs, where I come from, and and so this was very important to her to showcase our cuisine. 
And so this is now, you know, like, so we kind of are, became a, a threesome and we did what many people thought that we couldn't do, which was open a restaurant. And, and we did it and, and we did it with a lot of pride. And so, yeah, so that's a little bit about the story. And in terms of the cuisine, our culinary director, Chef Hari Nayak, is a real true maestro of the kitchen and of the cuisine. He was born and raised in India, trained in America, though, and and has worked under some master chefs, uh, including Daniel Balud and others. And so he really has perfected his technique. But ultimately, in his core, in his heart, he had always wanted to do Indian food. And, and we met through mutual friends and and he had a long career consulting, writing cookbooks, doing television, but he didn't have a flagship of his own. So the timing was perfect. We locked arms, he locked on arms with all of us. And then we put our head together and our heart into it. And we opened Sona. And so is it, It's but it's a different kind. It's not just an Indian restaurant. I mean, it's a very unique twist to the cuisine. Is it Indian street food? Is it like it's what? Yeah, yeah that's, that's a very, very valid and fair point, Marnie. <laughs> what we are, is we are a New York approach to Indian food. And yeah. so because it's 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 uniquely seasoned and and textured and delicious, but it is lighter. It is not as um what what some people might consider to be Indian food, which is 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 not the right thing to consider it to be, which is either heavy or oily or or you know uh, unhealthy, you know, we're none of those things. Yeah. We have a, a delicious menu and, and people oftentimes leave our restaurant and say, you know, I sometimes have had Indian food in the past and I, and I feel heavy or I feel like I'm over eight or I, I'm too full. And that's not the way I feel when I leave Sona. And that's really the dream is we wanted to lighten it and, and make it approachable and make it understandable. Um, and so that's the reason that we feel like we're really hitting a, hitting yeah. a, 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 note with New Yorkers. Yes, I would definitely say that it is def it definitely felt like a unique, lighter, more modern twist on traditional right. Indian cuisine. And while I am not a foodie or a chef or any of those things by any means, my friends who are loved it. So that's that's the, like, you know, I loved it because of all of the things. It's beautiful. You know, everybody it has a good vibe. The food was amazing. And now you have yeah. a new so baby. Firstborn, that's first, right. Yeah. Well, you know, I have I have several babies now because so Sona was my first restaurant and baby, that, a restaurant baby. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, my first restaurant baby, and then I actually have a second restaurant baby, if you will, which is in the fall of last year. So just over a year okay. ago, I, I reopened the iconic Temple Bar. Yes, um, which been a dream to just only because I knew that place. It was open for thirty three years, and I got into. Um, and then I, I, I had the unique opportunity to, to get to know the people that ran the, the bar. And then we took it over, if you will, myself again, David Rabin and, and Sam Ross and Michael McElroy, the four of us took it over and, and we reopened it. So that's been, you know, it's just been I fun to been back. You've got to come back. I, know. It's I used to really go there dream. all the time in, when I was in college yeah. and like growing up in New exactly. York and I have, yeah. it was, be it's beautiful. I'm sure it's beautiful. It's and beautiful you really space. Yeah. We, we have kind of. We have um, really honored its history. So that so that's a really great bar in in, in downtown Manhattan, yeah. just above Houston. It's fun, and it's it, it's meant to you know we sometimes jokingly call it nightlife for adults, meaning everyone yes. has a seat, 
great music, but not so loud, no bottle service, just great drinks. You know, like it's a place for us to hang out people who just want a great night. And, and sometimes after dinner, you might want to, you know, have another drink, but you don't want to go home, but where do you go? And so like, now you've got a place to go, or if you want to have a drink before dinner or before a show or something, you know, oftentimes that's why people would go to hotel bars, but now you've yeah. got a really great down. I'm um, so cocktail. out of the loop. Like I spent all of my thirties in nightclubs and bars in New York city yeah. and like, you know, even part of my 40s. But then, like, the last few years, I've gone to, like, a couple restaurants. I've gone out a few times. I've really, between the pandemic and just being so disconnected from the whole nightlife yeah. scene, I just, all I do is email David Rabin and ask him where to go. Like, he- That's what you do. <laughs> that, 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 what, what better way? I mean, he, he's the past. He's the passport. And so that that's great. And then, of course, as you alluded to, yes. the, the yet, yet another and, and the dream um, continues to be materialized, I guess, when my husband and I have adopted earlier this year a baby boy. And so now we have a real baby in our family, not just a restaurant baby or a bar baby, but we have a real baby. That's that's really, you know, it's I'm coming to parenthood later in life because I'm much closer to 50 than I am to 40. And and it's and but it's really been a, a, a gift in every sense. And and I think, you know, I've become now unexpectedly a huge advocate and proponent of adoption. So I've been pretty open about my, our adoption journey. Yeah. And because we actually adopted him at when he was 11 months. And so he had a bit of a life and he's 18 months now. So he's actually been with his birth family more than he was with us. And and so now we we have we are we are really just settling in to this new long chapter ahead of us. And we are, it's a dream really, because he has opened his heart to us. We have opened our hearts, of course, to welcome him into our family. And, and now we really stand so proud as a family that was created through adoption, which is a beautiful um, experience on all, on all sides, hopefully. And, and it's, certainly has been for us. I love that you shared that on Instagram and all the photos. He is adorable. And it's just, it's so nice when people who have such a big platform can share their experience so that other people can learn from that experience and understand the process. And so, you know, if there's anything that you want to share or talk about now, I mean, you know, I think. Yeah, I I appreciate that. And it's nice to have all of our platforms, yourself included, as as a as a way to demystify, to expose, yeah. to to sh- to share, and that's ultimately the power of these platforms that we all kind of swim in between and in and and above and under. And so, for me, I I think really what the the most heartening part of this and and, and what I what I do like to share is just that there's a wonder and a beauty in the unknown. And when you when you are stepping into adoption, much like when you are stepping into a new job or a new relationship or a new city or, you know, there, there's many ways to, to build parallels. But certainly with adoption, I mean, we went and we drove six hours to the middle of another state and we walked into a hotel lobby where his birth mother brought him to meet us. And that was our first time to ever meet this little boy who would ultimately become our son. And, and so this is just where you have to kind of recognize that life is a wondrous journey and there's a lot of unknown. And if you kind of walk into the unknown with open heart, open mind, open arms, 
it can be, you know, the unknown can present itself to, to be a, 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 a magical place. And sure, sometimes the unknown can come with protagonists and antagonists and, the, and there can be some dark periods. But for the most part, I feel like, you know, we, we, the, 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 the world as a whole can be a beautiful place. And that's the way that you want to at least have a mindset yeah. to, to think with and lead with positivity. So, you know, we didn't know what we were getting into. We didn't know what this would mean and and to our family and and to now you know even our extended family and and, and how this would um how, how this would unfold but ultimately i think we just kind of we 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 relinquished control which is hard yeah. for us to do as new as new yorkers we relinquished control and we said let's just see where this takes us and let's there's a beauty in the as i said the unknown and the 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 yet is uh, what is yet to come and that that's what we really surrendered to and and by doing so i think the birth his birth family and us we were able to just kind of recognize like okay let's let, let's center our conversations on around what's best for him yeah and if you're making the decision and we're here to support your decision and to open up our arms then let's do what's best for him and 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 and, and let's live a life that way and think about it that way and and put him at the center. And, and, and that's, that's really, so that's what I like to share is that there's a, if you walk into things with positivity and, 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 and welcome, you know, now that I'm in hospitality, I think a lot about this, no, this notion yeah. of welcome and, and how do you welcome um, either people or ideas or, or experiences into your life. And are you a welcoming person or are you, are the walls around you too tall for people to penetrate and, and so that's a lot of what I think about. So we, you know, we had welcome in our heart and we had, you know, not just for him, but for his birth family and for his, his, his life and, and those around him. And, 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 and ultimately this is, you know, we've netted out in a, in, a, in the most wonderful place. How long was the process? Like when, when did you decide you wanted to do this and, and how long was the process? Sure. So it, it was, um, I would say ultimately about 18 months of a process. And the reason that it was longer is because one COVID um, changed right. things a bit and, and slowed things down as everybody was grappling with what this meant and, and, and how we all um, deal with a pandemic, which was a new experience globally. But the second reason that it slowed it down was really because we initially stepped into uh, a, a desire to adopt internationally. And that was our desire. That's what we wanted to do. Ultimately, it became clear to us that that was going to be an extraordinarily, not just difficult, but more realistically unlikely opportunity for us. And that's just a, a statement to a statement to the fact of right now there it's still challenging. I think international adoption is challenging generally, but especially for a same-sex couple. Yeah. and same-sex men specifically. And so there aren't a lot of countries that are willing to, to give their children. Um, and so that was a learning, we were on a steep learning curve and, and we yeah. tried to do what we could. But through the professionals that we are working with, ultimately it was the, the sage advice that we pivot and we really focus on domestic adoption. And so that was why, our, again, our timeline was a, lo a little bit elongated. Now that you're like yeah. in your mid forties, you've had you know, you have two restaurants, you've had other businesses before and you yes. do a lot. So it's almost like you came to this place in your life where you're like, okay, 
now, like you started off talking about welcoming things into your life, like you're like, now I'm ready. I'm ready. And, and that's what's it, that's what's amazing. Last night, it was a Monday night and I have a dear girlfriend who had uh, unfortunately experienced a, 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 a rather tragic loss in her life. And so I really, it was important for me to gather people around a table, but I didn't want to do it at Sona only because I wanted to be mindful of space and and noise and 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 just being very um and, and and I want to do something a little bit more personal. And so, you know, I don't know that if I wasn't almost 48, I would have decided to have a dinner party for 10 people at home while I had a sleeping 18-month-old across right. the apartment. Yeah. But I kind of have said, I said, hey, buddy, we're going to fit into each other's lives. And he was asleep before anyone came in. He didn't make a peep. And we kept the music, you know, very low. And, and the table was far away from where he was sleeping. And, and he never heard a word. And we never, you know, took advantage of, you know, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't meant to be a raucous night but by any means. But I was just kind of, I was struck by the fact, I was like, hey, buddy, we're going to really coexist because, Dad still wants to have his life and his and yeah. people over sometimes, and you still need a good night's sleep because you deserve that. And but we can make all this happen. And and so I, I'm, you know, maybe there's a little, I'm a little less precious yeah. about um, about it because I'm just. And also, I was like, hey, little buddy, you've lived quite a life in those 18 months, and so you've lived quite a life. So you know, we're both going to just kind of be warriors. You're already yeah. a warrior. You're already inspiring to me in your short life because you, you, you've lived a lot of life in those 18 months. And, yeah. and so, and so to that extent, it was just kind of nice to feel like, all right. And, and, and it was a great night. And, and, you know, meaning that I, I woke him up this when he woke up this morning, he was smiling and happy and it just That's made me feel good awesome. to, yeah. to see we could be, we could really um, coexist in this way. And, you're and my lucky. husband was, yeah. Yeah, we're very lucky. My husband was traveling last night as well. Uh, he's he's on a business trip. So um, it was really me, you know, I was kind of single dadding it with, with having a dinner, some friends over for dinner and a sleeping child in the other room. And and it all worked, though. And, you know, it won't always work. And that's fine. That's part of the, the journey of it all. But, you know, for now, it worked. All right. Just dropping in here to give a shout out to our partners, Athletic Greens and AG1. AG1 is an all-in-one nutritional supplement. It has 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. And it's super easy to use. Just add one scoop to a cup of water daily. AG1 is my go-to for getting in the essential daily supplements. And since I'm always on the move, the travel packs are my fave. I take them with me wherever I go. AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits. It's the one thing you can do every day to take great care of yourself. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. And it tastes great. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Marnie on the move. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Marnie on the move to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Speaking of like that balance, I mean, you, you're also super busy in the restaurant. Right. And you, you also launched this year Sona Home and you do so many amazing things like beyond having a child and a restaurant, like you promote 
artists and you have a really cool partnership at the restaurant. It's it's, uh, it's DAG and it's formerly the Delhi Art Gallery from New Delhi. And yeah, I, I, I want to promote art. I, I To be honest, when you come to Sona and I'm, I'm excited for your listeners to come yeah. into Sona because you will see an Indian, an experience in Indian restaurant unlike any other. Um, and, and when I say that, it's because we are just, we, we're, we're so uniquely New York while we're being so uniquely Indian. And, and so to that extent, New Yorkers expect and love great art. And so you're gonna have great art, but we only have art from Indian artists yeah. and South Asian artists and, and all on a partnership through DAG who loans us amazing, um, exceptional pieces of art of South Asian art. Um, the music is gonna be the best amalgamation of both Indian, Bollywood, uh, American, pop, you know, all kinds of music yeah. that you, kind of get your head bopping and you're here some songs you might have heard before and some songs you've never heard before and and like that's that's like that's the wonder of 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 being in a place that makes you feel like okay this is this is a I don't feel transportive because some you know I didn't want to make people feel like they just wanted to come to the restaurant once every six months or once a year because it was so transportive I wanted to make them feel like this could fit into their lives so it was it was Indian but it was also New York that was the whole behind it yeah have you always been into art i've always been into art i've 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 always loved art supporting up-and-coming artists building a collection which i i so enjoy and so that has been a a big part of of who i am and and it's it's a part of how andrew my husband and i uh, have have found a common language and a common love for art because there was a long time that uh, before we met, in fact, neither of us were were really into it. And we so we started visiting galleries. We went down to Miami a few times for the art shows, um, Art Basel. And, and so that was really something that was kind of a common language of ours, which was nice to find because we're ultimately very different people because he's he's quiet, much more quiet. He's a little bit more reserved. He works you know, for big companies. I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. I'm a louder I'm a little less reserved and so so that's why you know we have this nice common language um which is which is great and, and I did just want to briefly mention since yeah. you did um very kindly Sona Home yeah. and Sona Home is is once again an extension of what we think this can be uh, uh, what this lifestyle and and Sona for us really and for me Priyanka like we, we just we feel like Sona is an embodiment of of welcoming guests of of being of being a host of entertaining of being around a table and something that we love and i will say that starting sona home was really a, a an extension of somewhat the restaurant but more of her and i just really feeling like we grew up in a way in which we treat a guest like a god yeah. And that's that's really the, that. the, there's something that's very Indian in our core, and and, and there's a, a there, that that's very Indian in its in this in its spirit to treat a guest like a god. And 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 I grew up that way. You know, sometimes family would come to visit, and I would before they arrived, my mom would say, "Oh, so and so is coming on, on on Saturday." I was like, "Oh, that's nice. How long are they staying staying for us?" And she was like, "Oh, I have no idea. That's not a question we ever ask." Yeah, you know, like it doesn't like that's just like you know, they, we, we stay for as long as they want to stay. Like our home is open. You don't, you know, like, it's just not what we do is to, to ask for the the end date, you know, like right. in some ways that's just, that was cultural more yeah. than anything else. 
So I just kind of really started to understand that, wow, so guests are treated in a, with reverence. And, and it's, it's part of the reason that I think I'm a insatiable entertainer. I love to entertain. I Why? love that about your culture. It's like your royalty, even if you're That's not. That's right. Even, yes. if you're not. Yes. <laughs> even if you're not, you walk into someone's home and yeah. they will almost like take offense if they don't feed you, even yeah. if you could oh, be a stranger. Yeah, no, yeah. They, they want they, to they feed like, email you. They, you like a month in advance for your food allergies. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they want to make sure that yeah. you are fully taken care of. And, you know, I've never seen like grown men fight the way I have have seen Indian men fight over who's going to pay the bill at yeah. a restaurant, you know, like, cause you know, like whenever we would go out, go out to dinner as a kid, like all the, you know, like all the, 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 the patriarchs, I guess, of the families, we, we, we would go out three or four families when the bill would arrive, they would all kind of tackle each other. It not like, cause they all said, no, I'm paying, I'm paying, I'm paying. And they would all try to like one up each other and like go to the back and give the credit card before, you know, it was just something where they everybody had this hosting mentality to say to say that we want to be the one to host. Yeah. And so that was I grew up in that way and it impacted me and it affected me and it's always been part of who I am. So that makes sense that you would start Sona Home and all the great tabletop accessories and dishes. It's linens, it's barware, dishes, yeah, um, napkins, dinner napkins, cocktail napkins, coasters. There's all kinds of beautiful um, product for the home, for the table. We've been so happy and impressed with the way that it's a tiny little business that we just, we, we put out there direct, direct to consumer right now, um, meaning that we, we're not doing wholesale yet, but we imagine we'll, we'll start doing that in the new year. Um, but it's very, it's very exciting for us to see how people are responding to it and how many repeat clients we have from around the country and how, how people are really yeah. loving the product. When I saw it, I thought, wow, that is a really smart brand extension. Cause I have like a marketing background and I know that you sure. you have been in marketing and you had a couple, you had your own marketing brand agency. I just love that everything that you're doing is super unique with like a different twist and very non-traditional, but then mixing tradition. And so I loved that as a restaurant, your next product was, you know, tabletop yep. linens. That's cool. I've not seen that in all of my, I'm sure that it exists, but I have not seen it. No, I appreciate that. I mean, that to me is a, a, a real kind testament to what we wanted to do, which is build the Sona concept, which is Sona means gold in Hindi. And so, and, and gold is very central to the Indian experience, you know, meaning that we, you know, gold is is omnipresent during wedding season. Gold yeah. is in people's homes. Like, gold is just—it's more than just a color. It's it's a it's and it's more than just a good uh, a an element it, in India. It really kind of it's what emanates and 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 what it's what kind of um, steers oftentimes a lived experience. And so for us, building this Sona brand into something that is in hospitality, is in retail, is in yeah. um, commerce, goods. And, and I think, you know, you can imagine that we, we will dream up other categories I'm and sure. places. To that's really the, that's the, that's the exciting part. Who is designing? So, yeah, so we have a creative director and then we, who does a lot of the designing, but really Priyanka and I are very hands-on. 
Yeah. And so, but of course we, it's translated to, and, and all the mock-ups and prototypes are done in partnership with our creative director, but we are a, a very hands-on founder team. Yeah. And how did you connect with Priyanka? Are you guys friends through work? Yeah. So we're friends through her manager is a, a, a very close friend and you have to imagine the chutzpah, this two, two person team, two women her manager and Priyanka to say like, okay, we're going to do what nobody has done before, which is Bollywood. It's a generations old business, yeah. right? And it's a massive business around the globe. But while people have tried before, nobody has ever crossed over from Bollywood into Hollywood. And, and not for lack of trying, because of course, with success in one area, you know, a lot of us can relate to, okay, you want to, you have ambition, so you'll keep going. Yeah. And so they would want, so she's, she said, and and she said, well, now that I've, you know, I, I've, I've, I've done a lot and I've been successful in India, let me see if I can be successful in America. And that's big and bold. And America, are they going to be ready? And how, how does that work? And, and all of those things. And they have, they, they, they kind of, they just kept working and, and, and they're both an amazing two person team, but they kept working. And obviously Priyanka, her product and her spirit is, 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 tremendous second to none in her work ethic and she and she's so driven and she's so inspiring and she lifts people up all the way uh, yeah. along the way that that it was just it was amazing so I was so proud to just be one of her you know uh, one of her biggest advocates and and, and her um and, and somebody who supported her even from afar before we knew each other and then her her manager was really the the instrumental um um kind of matchmaker in this in this sense because her manager and I became friendly just personally not not for any professional reasons and ultimately I told her about my dream and my desire to open this restaurant and yeah. it was her little brainchild to say like okay hold on that's really fascinating and maybe there's a way that Priyanka or maybe you know you and Priyanka should talk and so then she connected us all and then the three of us had a number of conversations that led us to where we are today the work that you've done together is great. I saw her at a, on a Fast Company panel recently in New York and yep. she was super inspiring. I think what it comes down to is really making smart choices that are authentic to who you are and like what you vibe with. And she talked about that a little bit in her on her panel, just like why she chooses certain movies. But her her starring in Quantico like a couple years ago put her on the map and, and everything I she's put her done. On the map. Everything she's done since then has been awesome. So yeah, I think that her. yeah, yeah. Her manager Anjula Acharya really like to to her credit and their credit as a two as a duo and and and, and a really powerful one. They said, okay, this is our moment to, yeah. to and you know moments only come and go, and if, and we need to make the most of it. And so they made the most of that of her entrance into the into the landscape, the the, the pop culture landscape yeah. with Quantico. They just kept going and going and going until, you know, like, so they were unstoppable, which is where they are now. And, and so it's, it, it, it takes, you know, credit has to be given where it's due and, yeah. and they, they have really, you know, that, that that's why she is so inspiring and they are so inspiring because they have a real testament to that, you know, doors, doors, I, I guess don't necessarily open, but if they don't open, we open them ourselves yeah. and, and, and they get open. And that's very impressive. And it's something that I've oftentimes um, tried to emulate in my own life. Yeah. I mean, you have to, I mean, look, you've, the restaurants are not your first entrepreneurial endeavor. You had a marketing company, MKG, 
Yeah. And pinks play, right? So, so yeah, I, I, I've been a risk taker, a natural born risk taker my entire life. And I think part of being a risk taker comes from the way in which you live, or you, I should say part of being comfortable with risk yes. comes from the way in which you live. And, 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 you know, if you're, and that's the way, way that I really want, even now as a parent myself, I want my child to have, to, to, to feel what it's like to not always fit in, to feel what it's like to not always um, have everything kind of offered up to him, but really to, to, to work for things and to try things, take risks, have some failures, because I am a natural born risk taker because I oftentimes felt like I had to advocate for myself. Yeah, I didn't really know. I mean, if you can imagine growing up in kind of a big sports culture in Texas, both, you know, right. obviously in the, in the city, but also in high school football and, you know, all of that kind of thing in a big public high school and growing up and, and being an Indian kid who obviously was very deeply closeted despite a lot of the identity issues that were starting to bubble up for me. I just really felt like, you know, Manisha, like, I don't know that anyone gets you. So you better get yourself and you better take care of yourself because I don't know if anyone can take care of you. And, and, you know, it's why I, I don't have a, a you know, I didn't really make strong friend connections yeah. in, 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 in high school or, you know, like these, because it was, it was, it was hard for me yeah. and, and that, and that's okay. Cause that, that, that hardness, if you will, helped me to get comfortable with risk. Yeah. And that's the reason I decided to open a marketing firm when I had no experience in marketing. I had no background in marketing, but I was a risk taker. I said, okay, but I've got the passion and the drive for it. And ultimately I put my head down for a decade and built it to 150 people and, and ultimately sold, sold the business. And it, and it was great, but there was no roadmap that I was following. But I, and in fact, my parents even were, you know, at the beginning, they tried to talk me out of it yeah. because they said, what are you doing? And and ultimately I said, you know what, I don't know what I'm doing exactly, but I'm going to, I've got a fire in my belly. So I'm going to, I'm going to run with this. And, and to be fair, you only know what your life has exposed you to. Yeah. And so now we live in worlds because we're in New York and we're, you and I both are entrepreneurial and we've got big networks. So we, we've seen a lot more, but I'm still learning every day, especially through the restaurant. I'm meeting people who have the most fascinating careers or backgrounds or, yeah. or, or histories that I certainly would have never intersected with before. But, you know, for my parents, I, I respect that they were just, you know, they'd left a country, settled in another, and they yeah. were trying more than anything for their children to just have them have some sort of real like um, stability in a way yeah. that they might not have felt. And so that's really where their concern came from. It wasn't born out of not being supportive. It was right. just being born out of them trying to be um, you know, offer what they could, which is like, Hey, maybe try something that's more stable, but you know, now they know that I'm anything but stable. Like I, <laughs> I, I like you. you thrive in the comfortably uncomfortable and now Correct. you have a yeah. son. So you're going to be like your parents, you become your parents. Yeah. Because now I feel like I, I'm immediately more forgiving to my parents now that I've become one because, totally. okay, I get it. I get it. I won't be, uh, there's so much of uh, there's so much that is part of this life journey that we're all on in our own way that yeah. is about understanding and and the fact that we are always, you know, I have this adage that I really believe in that is that we are all teachers and we're all students. And so I'm forever a student. 
and I take the obligation of uh, and the and the honor of being a teacher very seriously. And I, you know, teach my now my son, but certainly the teams that I build and and anybody that I that I can come in contact with that I can help teach to say like, hey, you know, take some risks, but do it with uh, with comfort, but push yourself and 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 think about ways that you can get to where your life because now I mean honestly the life that I have is one that I once only dreamt of and right. when I say that I, I love what I do I'm not uh, you know a Sunday evenings don't aren't aren't met with a, a a pit in my stomach of you know like nervousness that that I was like oh no here we go another week and I respect that a lot of people might be in that world where they you know have what have what I used to call the Sunday night blues. Now they call them the Sunday scaries. Yeah. Um, but I think that I I certainly understand having had them before earlier, but now living a life devoid of them, it's all self-made and self-created. So like, you know, do some things, change some things and, and see how it can work. I recently had a similar conversation with a podcast guest around this topic and also related to intentions for the new year. Oh, it is, and I and I, I appreciate that, and that's that. I I'm a, I'm a I'm a believer in the power of your decision making and yeah. and and how you spend your time, and 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 that that to me is very important. Do you have any kind of exercise or wellness routine that keep you fueled for success, as I like to say, in everything else that you do? Yeah, no, I appreciate that because I know your audience is 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 committed to like you said, feeling success through, through either moving your body, keeping your mind sharp. And so for me, I, I, I believe in it and I, and I am a believer. So really my, my go-to has been, and, and this is, this is kind of the way, and my husband will laugh at me because I, you know, we, we all have to make many decisions every day. And the, the top of my decision tree or the peak of my decision tree is always convenience. And so like, so when it comes to how I'm going to exercise, have wellness, it's all about, okay, what, what can I do that will be the most efficient and the most convenient? And so now it's, it's really candidly, it's a lot of the in-home products that, yeah, that we have. And so, so that's really great. And it, and it allows for me, especially now as a new parent, it allows for me to still get moving and stay moving without even and oftentimes having to leave, leave the apartment. I am a big fan of boutique fitness. I've, I, you know, I, I rode very, 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 um, um, you know, pun intended. I rode the soul cycle train for many, many years, you know, you like that. Say that. And I'm like, how yeah. do we, how have we not met before we met I, at I a restaurant? Cause we've we like met. been in like yeah. parallel circles. I'm sure yeah, no, that I, I, I maybe I, met I, and I just don't remember. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, it could have happened, but I was very yeah. much you know, in that orbit. And I, I've yeah. always enjoyed, you know, because I'm a people person. I like group fitness. I like, you yeah. know, being on teams. I, I like that experience. And so I'm always open to other experiences in that regard. I like cycling. I like swimming. Um, and I think just as importantly, though, I like a morning cup of herbal tea. Yeah, you know, I, I don't drink caffeine and not by, not necessarily even by, uh, from a health standard as much as it's not anything I've ever introduced into my life. And yeah. so now at, at almost 48, it doesn't make sense to introduce. So I've never had a cup of coffee and I, and I really just am kind of naturally on the go, but uh, early morning, cause I wake up early, early morning cup of herbal tea um, before my son wakes up when I just kind of can gather and reflect and sit. That's very important wellness time. 
yeah. and and can serve serve the day, serve my life, serve the calm um, a lot. And so those are those are things that I really try to um, espouse and 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 take care of. Have you been to Soul Cycle lately? Like, been, I haven't been in a while. The regime has have have changed yeah. over there, and it's a, a bit of a different beast, I guess. But I need to give it a shot again. Have you been? Not in Aegis, but you know where I have been that I love because. They have a really good vibe too. Is Peloton? I really. Peloton. Peloton. I went over to their studio to take a tread class with Olivia. Okay. And then I love Matt Wilpers, and I I went and we have a Peloton treadmill in our apartment, and yeah, I'm a big fan of their group fitness and their classes because, honestly, like during the pandemic, you know, yes, I'm a triathlete and I do all these races, but. It was really hard to motivate without the races and without any like hard goals because I use that like for structure, right? Like I set goals right. and then I, yeah. I work towards the goals. And if I don't have goals, I'm kind of like watching television. So yeah. <laughs> it's just- No, I get it. A lot yeah. of us need those. And I'm, I, I would put myself in that category. I need the structure of um, kind of a calendar block yeah. and goals to help me to help me break into and break through. Yeah. Otherwise, I think I will I will just kind of um, you know, like you, I will find something else to fill that time, fill yeah. that space. So, I mean, I like so I like it. I recommend going over there if you can get in. <laughs> it's like yeah. harder to get in there than it was like a palladium in like Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> How often are you in the restaurant these days? I'm there a lot. The, the restaurant is definitely where I spend my time and yeah. I love it. I love touching tables and I like being amongst our guests yeah. and, and just really making people feel that sense of welcome is wonderful and, and really warming to me. So yes, I am. I'm there a lot. You're there a lot. And so do you, are you That's watching? You'll find between there and between there and Temple Bar, um, I'm, I'm there, but I, and, and, and being a parent, you know, it's actually, you know, it's at, right now he's young enough that he, you know, he doesn't flip out when I leave, right. but that's going to change pretty yeah. soon. So. so in between all these things, like, do you, are you reading any good books? Are you watching anything on Netflix? What are you into? Yeah. Besides food and, um, and everything else, I guess the, the, the real thing that I am, you know, I, I, I'm forever a student. And so there's a book right now that just came out from Will Gadara, who's uh, formerly of 11 Madison Park and now is has this amazing hospitality company called Welcome. And he just wrote a book called Unreasonable Hospitality. And Unreasonable Hospitality, it's not just for people who are in hospitality. I'm reading it now. And it's, it's a real gift because it's really about building teams and about building the spirit of an organization and building the spirit of a person and, and, and making people feel welcome, whether it be a team member or a guest. And so this whole notion of unreasonable hospitality, I love and, I, and, I, and I'm a student of. And so that's the book that I'm reading right now by Will Gadara. That's a good one. Yeah, I know. It's a great one. And I think it's, it's a good it's a very insightful and, and interesting read. And as I said, it's, it certainly is not only for people who work in the business, but much broader than that. Because hospitality is all about customer service and teamwork and all of those things. So it makes sense that it would translate to any kind of business. That's right. I mean, you know, ultimately, we, if, if, unless you live, 
you, you know, on a deserted island or, or you live, you know, as a hermit. Yeah. We all espouse hospitality just being amongst one another on an airplane. You have to espouse hospitality, whether, you know, just because we're all in a confined space, you know, and, and have to be neighborly. And, you know, like, so there's just something about living in the world yeah. that, that, you know, if we all kind of think about being hospitable to one another or your fellow person that, that, that can go a very long way. Right. And especially in the, you know, right now, obviously we know of tensions that can erupt amongst factions, amongst groups, and, and yeah. we've seen them play out increasingly so in our country, unfortunately. And I, so I think if we just kind of can, um, you know, put our shoulders down and, and all kind of understand that we all can and should and will and have to coexist that, and let's do it ho with, with hospitality at its cornerstone, you know, things can get a lot, hopefully, um, more, more, uh, more, more savory and more sweet. What's on your vision board maybe for 2023? You know, it's, it's, I, I started to kind of dream it up and, and think and talk about it a bit here, but I feel like we're just getting started with Sona yeah. because the, re the restaurant represents hospitality. Sona home represents commerce and, and, and goods. And I think that there could be an editorial play with Sona. I think that there could be, um, for, you know, we, we, we could enter into new categories and I, I really am excited for yeah. that. And then honestly, the other part of the vision board is just really leaning into this entirely new experience of being a parent and, yeah. and understanding, you know, the, 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 the ebbs and flows and, and it, there's no guidebook by design, I think. And so really understanding that we're kind of making up the rules every day and getting to know each other and and loving each other and and figuring it out and being, I, I you know I keep saying to him even before he's really fully verbal and as he's learning his words I was like hey buddy we're just in each other's corner that's yeah. where you can find that's you know cool. we can find you and where you I I know you can find me I mean where I I can find you is so I'm going to look in my corner and you're going to be there and and you're going to look in yours and you're going to find me and so that's that's kind of where we are. That's how I, you know, that's how I'm trying to really um, focus ourselves. Well, I love that. That's really cool. Thank this, you. This has been awesome. Well, I appreciate the conversation. Yeah. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com, for more info on this episode 